Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition. It is April 14th, 2020, and I'm Gavin Pickin, and I'm here with Eric Peterson today. Hey, Gavin. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, everybody, for joining you. We probably fooled you because we're on time for once, so <laughs> I hope everybody <laughs> watching is ready to go. Okay, so first of all, we want to thank our sponsors, Auto Solutions. And today we're going to tell you about something else uh, Autos just launched. So today our Box Life store has come to life. So at Autos, uh, we obviously try to live the box life, uh, encompassing taking pride in everything box. Uh, we got plenty of them, that's for sure. So we decided to um, create some new products that align with our pillars of modernization and innovation. And we had our designers do some work on creating some, some cool little things for everybody out there. Yeah, so, so you can head over. There's a, a blog post, and it links right into the store. But we're talking about swag and merchandise. So you can find, you know, uh, T-shirts, stickers, um, some hoodies, different designs on them, some hoodies. Yep. Yeah. So if you've ever wanted your own, you, you've seen us around wearing the the Ordis shirts, the cold box shirts. You're like, man, I wish I had one of those. Now's your chance. Yep. And um, we have a couple of new designs too. So for the debut, uh, our designers came up with an Astro Girl logo, which symbolizes the strength and ambition of women in, in every field. Uh, and then we also have one, our love for coding design, which came out of our Valentine special of why we love cold fusion and programming. And so uh, a couple of great designs there. There's a few uh, ones like our um, cold box superhero. So we got a, uh, a little uh, couple of designs for that too. And then obviously we have our normal logos too for cold box, command box, etc. And there's more coming as well. Um, we're working on some ideas for the podcast shirt. Uh, not sure if we should have our Salvadorian gangsters or what, but uh, <laughs> we'll come up with something <laughs> fun and a little bit, uh, a little bit different for the podcast. So uh, I was planning on getting something ready for into the box so I could walk around everybody be like, oh, I love the shirt. Where can I get one? And then, you know, have you guys have to fight for one on the live on the podcast but uh unfortunately that's not happening so we'll just have to do it online but anyways uh yeah so the the box store has come to life and so if you guys want some programming swag or some order swag um go check that out and thanks again to our sponsors order solution for making this po uh, podcast possible but also thanks patreon supporters right eric that's right. We have some awesome Patreon supporters. We're currently at a 43% mark for fully funding our podcasts here. So thank you for your help, current supporters. And we're excited to see who else joins in and helps support this podcast and uh, the open source work that we do. Thank you. Yep. Okay. So let's get moving. So news and events. We've already talked about the, the box store. So next on the list is if you guys are listening live or watching live on YouTube, that's you in there in the YouTube channel, um, there's a free into the box ticket being given away today. So if you're watching live, um, go check out the, the tweet link here. I'm about to post in the channel, uh, or Eric's going to post in the channel. One of us, see who gets here first, but if you go here, um, you can actually go check out the, the tweet we posted. And so basically we want you just to tell us what you're going to enjoy at the end of the box. So if you're there, retweet the tweet and respond and tell us what session you're most looking forward to. And then you go into the drawer. Um, so that the, the plan is, is that, uh, think later today at 5 PM Eastern, we're going to basically pull a, pull a winner out of the, the virtual hat there and uh, the raffle we'll box. Yep. With Rapple Locks, um, based on your you know your tweet history, and get a free ticket. So, if you guys are listening live or watching live, go check it out. So, okay. I would like to point out that Raffle Box is an official module on Forge Box. <laughs> so, too funny. Okay, so some uh, more serious news now. Put on a serious face. 
Uh, Adobe Cold Fusion 2018 release update 9 and Cold Fusion 2016 release update 15 have been released today, like five minutes before we started the blog, uh, the podcast. I saw the tweets go out and the blog post was there. So, um, basically, apart from fixing security vulnerabilities, they've also added their same site cookie support for CF Cookie. So I know James Moberg is going to be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's been waiting for that forever they did put out a little uh sort of a hot fix if you needed that but the security vulnerabilities that are mentioned in security bulletin APSB 20-18 that's the the real update needed there uh Brad and John are already working on the command box versions so hopefully they'll be later uh, available later today on Forgebox for you so next time you start up you can get the latest and greatest and be patched already but for those of you doing the old school um those updates are available we have a link there uh and we'll put that in the show notes and also in the live chat awesome that way you guys make sure you get those security updates applied as soon as possible right uh, we'd like to take a minute to uh, congratulate and celebrate our fellow framework authors over in CF Wheels on their release of 2.1. So we'll paste a link in the in the chat and in the show notes, or you can head to their website, cfwheels.org, and see all the goodness has changed. It's mostly been a few bug fixes since the beta that they had. So congratulations on that release. Very cool. So another exciting uh, release. Uh, we always talk about VS Code extensions, and funnily enough, this isn't our VS Code hint tip or trick of the week, which it should have been, but I was already had one. So, <laughs> um, but we just uh, released Command Box VS Code extension. So. Woo-hoo! Thanks to the great work of Kamasama K, aka Matthew Brown, which I always forget who it is, but I wrote it down so I'd remember. Um, but he's done great work on a lot of the, a lot of the CFML extensions for VS Code. And so, uh, he helped us with this command box VS Code extension as well. And so yeah, this will, one, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Yeah, this one can do a, a lot of fun things. A lot of it built around the scripts that you can put in to your box.json gives you a little script panel that you can run them. Uh, my favorite is you have IntelliSense now in your box.json file, and I believe your server.json file, which both of those are ones that I always forget what the keys are called. That is um, cool. So that alone <laughs> is is worth installing this extension. And I know there's uh, cool things coming down the road for it as well. Yeah, very. It's very cool. Um, it is out, and we intend to you know build on top of that too. So definitely. Uh, Definitely appreciate all the work Matthew Brown or Kamasama K does. Uh, it's yeah, really it's important just, for the for the community in general. So thank you for all that. It's just fun to say Kamasama K. So great job on that that username. And I've forgotten why. It's a palindrome. Look at that. Yeah, I know it is, it but I was like, backwards. <laughs> yep, forwards and backwards is the same, but I still don't know the meaning. <laughs> Guess I'll have to ask him sometime. All okay. right, so I think we're headed into our uh, ORM section. We got two pieces of news about ORM engines. Yep. So um, I'll C- let you do the first one since the second one probably makes more sense for me to talk yep. about. Yep. So CBORM version 2.5 was released. Uh, and so Luis has been working hard on uh, the Coldbox 6 stuff. And one of the things we've been working on a lot, of, obviously, lately is APIs. And we've done a lot of CRUD, a lot of RESTful um, resources. And basically through all that pain, we decided to, to spice things up a little bit. And CBRM brings you some automatic RESTful CRUD for RM entity. So what it allows you to do is basically not even have an API handler for basic CRUD stuff. So if your, your CRUD is the, the standard CRUD, the CBRM entities um, can just do it for you. So it's pretty neat. Um, and this is basically getting it all ready for Coldbox 6 resources, but uh, it's pretty pretty neat, pretty cool. Um, definitely check that out. If you guys are doing, you know, APIs, you're building your your indexes, um, you know, you got your list function, your show function, your create, your update, delete. Uh, a lot of that's the same code over and over and over again. And so CBRM 2.5 allows you to use automatic RESTful CRUD. So definitely very cool. Gavin, I think you just set a record for the amount of times you said crud in a five-minute period. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On the uh, other side of the ORM news, I last week on the podcast released 
the quick version three alpha um, to Forgebox. And so that's up. The docs are constantly being updated. I'd say they're about 35% uh, of the way done. Um, it's funny how working on docs, I, I don't know, we've talked about test-driven development. There's definitely a documentation-driven development. And as I go through the docs, I'm like, oh, that's a weird thing. Why, do, why does it work that way? I'm going to go change it. And so <laughs> there's been just a few little fixes, um, nothing major, nothing else breaking. So you can see all the major features uh, either on the blog posts about the quick version 3 alpha, or there is a what's new page on the docs now that is has the full list. So um, those keep getting updated. That will have a beta as soon as the docs are done. The goal is to have this released uh, into the box this year. So we have a few weeks to get there. Yep. And just in case you thought it was a small release, read the blog posts. It's large. I mean, <laughs> I went through and was like, man, there's a lot of stuff in here. And there's a lot of great stuff. So definitely check that out. Also, speaking of big releases, we had Command Box 5 released a few weeks back, and Brad's been releasing his screencast series. So he's been releasing them every Tuesday and Thursday, and we have two new ones for you. We have the whole list there um, inside the show notes as well. But the most recent ones, he had Tuning Web Server Max Requests, and he had an Undertow Options one. So they're just short little screencasts, uh, good content. Um, definitely check them out and see what you're what you might be missing. Um, so yeah, a lot of, yeah. a lot of good stuff. And he's still got a few more weeks of these. I think he's, I think he said he had something like 10. So basically right up to into the box, you're going to keep getting these videos. So, and if that's not enough command box five and Brad Wood for you, uh, <laughs> Ortis's upcoming webinar is on April 30th and it's going to be about what's new in command box five. And we told him he can't just push play on all those videos. Yes, That's we not did. allowed. <laughs> so he, no. has to, he has to ramble like the rest of us. Yep. So, you know, Brad, Brad's definitely got lots of good content there. And so uh, it'll be, uh, if you register today, you'll get the calendar reminder and you get the email reminders too. So definitely go register. You can register on autosolutions.com slash event slash webinar. Um, and then in the, in the actual presentation if you've got questions he's happy to answer them there too uh just be warned brad does get easily distracted onto tangents but <laughs> it's all useful information and you'll definitely learn a lot so but yeah so that's coming up that'll be april 30th 11 a.m eastern so um yeah register now it's coming up in a couple of weeks here yeah. speaking of webinars uh before the ordis one uh, we have oh wait this is in the past Oh, April 9th. I forgot to say, past webinar. <laughs> yeah. So, oops, sorry. Um, so last week, <laughs> Alicia uh, Dvorak did the uh, journey through the Adobe Confusion performance monitoring tool. And I believe if you go to the, the link that we'll have in the show notes, you can actually, if you register after the fact, they will still email uh, you the link. Um, you'll basically be able to get access to the recording. So they haven't been posting them um, separately, but if you go register after the fact, they're available. So you should be able to get in there and watch that. And so uh, if you guys aren't using um, something like Fusion Reactor or whatnot, you definitely want to check it out. It's got some, uh, you know, some of the similar tools and some different tools. Definitely, um, definitely worth checking out. And as Charlie mentioned a couple weeks ago, it's good for um, standard and enterprise version. So that's nice. Yeah. To round out the news, we have a couple of reminders uh, of surveys that we would like you to participate in. The first one is the Content Box CMS Customer Experience Survey. So if you are using Content Box or are interested in using Content Box, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, it will help us to plan the next version of the Content Box platform. So we'll put that in the show notes and in the chat. And then the the other, uh, oh, we have two surveys. Gavin's putting another yep. one in as we speak. Uh, the first one is the State of the CF Union 2020 survey. So this one is um, probably my favorite of the surveys. Just asks a lot of questions about the technologies different developers are using, helps us see the trends, helps us know what engines we need to support, things like that. So please make sure to fill out that survey if you haven't already. 
Yep, and then the other one is is an Adobe usage survey, and they just want to basically find out a little more about your usage. Um, they want to know what you're using, the patterns of your usage, um, and they said, you know, it's anonymous. They just want to learn a little more about people who are using their products and how they're using them so they can make sure that the next version you know, is up to standard and up to speed. So, um you already post that there you go eric's already posted that one in there for you so um definitely go help them out there if you're an adobe cold fusion user okay let's talk about some conferences yeah this part we unfortunately speed through a lot nowadays um with the reminders that uh the cf summit east has been was canceled including the post and pre-conference workshops but don't we worry, there's still plenty of good content coming your way. Yes, and I believe a lot of that's going to be uh, replicated in the Cold Fusion Developer Week coming in May. Yep, so Adobe Cold Fusion Developer Week, um, that's May 18th to 22nd online, two sessions a day, 10 sessions throughout the week. It's free. You can register online at CFDevWeek. Um, I'm going to paste it because it's got a lot of dashes and dots. <laughs> and it's available in the show notes. But um, if you go to coldfusion.adobe.com, the portal has a big banner there at reminding you about it so you can't miss it. Um, but definitely a lot of good content. Luis Mahano is going to be speaking from Audis, but there's a lot of great speakers. I know Charlie's going to be speaking there as well, uh, Alicia and a few of the other Adobe members, as well as some people from the community like Brian Class, et cetera. So, uh, sorry, et cetera, for cutting your name down. But uh, yeah, lots of great content. Definitely go check out that. They have the schedule out now as well. Um, but a lot of those speakers are also speaking into the Box 2020, our Ooh. online conference. Um, and so we'll be doing that May 7th and 8th. And it's two days, two tracks. So at each session, you have you know a hard decision to make. But don't worry, if you um, if you do purchase a ticket, uh, the price is $199, which is a big discount from our in-person conference, and actually cheaper than the videos were supposed to be for this year. So uh, we try to make it as affordable as we can, considering we don't have that uh, you know physical cost these days. Um, but we're going to be doing it the same day, same schedule, uh, all recorded, uh, all streamed live, so you can pick your pick your stream and basically watch there uh, from the comfort of your own home, popcorn, whatever you needed. Yeah, the, so. the keynote will also be streamed live for free. You can see all the updates we've made to the pro products. And yep. uh, if for some reason you've watched, you're watching the keynote that day and you haven't got a ticket, I wouldn't be surprised if you bought a ticket immediately after to go see more about what we, what's coming. I'm really excited. Yep. Um, we're going to have people working hard trying to keep those tickets turning into access so you can get in there. And of course, we're recording them so you can watch them after the fact too. But uh, if you're recording and watching live, we're going to try and have like a little chat so you guys can be talking in the chat like we do on these live podcasts as well. We're trying to add some interactivity there. So we'll, uh, we'll definitely keep you guys up to speed on those different virtual tools we're going to use. Um, we got a lot of great speakers there, like I mentioned, all the speakers. And actually, a few more that couldn't make it are actually going to be coming now that it's an online conference because travel was a, you know, a prohibiting factor. So we got a few people that are uh, now speaking that previously couldn't. So we're happy about that. Now, if you, you cannot wait for Into the Box 2020, good news, you can go view the previous years, 2019 and 2018, the videos for those uh, into the box conferences uh, you can go purchase those yep only 9.99 for each year's conference so if you want 2018 $9.99 and you've got like almost 30 hours of content to watch so uh, I've gone back and watched a few of them because obviously I was speaking and I missed a few sessions and so I've gone back and watched a few of them and a lot of that content is still very relevant today so most of it's um, you know still a, a big you know big value and some of the same sessions are being spoke i know a couple of them were even presented last year at cf summit in 2019 so you know the content's still relevant they're still great speakers and it definitely get you in the mode for for into the box 2020 coming your way just so you know workshops are going to be um happening just not at the same time as the conference so we'll be releasing the schedule for that after the conference and then you guys can register for one or more workshops one of the good things about having it online now and breaking it up we'll be able to 
let you go to more of them. So everybody wants to go to more workshops. They want to have more selections. So this way you can pick whichever ones you want. So we'll be releasing those. I know Eric's really excited about his quick workshop. It's the first time mm-hmm. he's going to be presenting it. And so hopefully now we'll have even more people going because they won't have to pick one over the other. So definitely be pretty cool. So we will let you know as soon as we know. Thanks for everybody asking about that. I know the workshops are important to you as they are to us. Okay. Another conference we thought we'd give you an update on is Docker Live. So May 28th, just so you know, I checked the calendar last week and I freaked out because it was on a Tuesday and we thought we'd all going to be missing the the podcast, but that was April 28th. May 28th is a Thursday, so we're safe. We don't have to worry Ooh. about missing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was a little worried there for a minute. But um, (laughs) they're having a one-day conference. It's all free. Um, So they'll have three different streams going, so three tracks. Um, But you guys can watch online. They're going to have the Docker experts on the hallway track. And they talked about having them pre-recorded, so that way the speaker can actually answer questions in the chat as they go. So um, that's a different way to do it, but uh, it looks like it's going to be fun. I'll definitely be checking that out. Um, Maybe we can have a watch party, Eric, or something. We can go have a little Zoom room open. We can chit-chat about it as we watch, something like that. We can can talk about how confused we are about what they're talking about. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Hopefully they have the beginner's track again. But uh, uh, just joking, we do a lot of Docker stuff, but still some of those guys are ninjas and it hurts your head. But (laughs) CF Summit West uh, dates were released um, October 28th and 29th at the Mirage Hotel. Um, More information at cfsummit.adobeevents.com. So if you guys are interested in that, check that out. Um, I know with everything happening with um, the COVID-19 that we're still waiting for everything to be absolutely verified. I'm sure things will change as time proceeds, but uh, that's the basic information that's available to us right now. CF Camp, we're still waiting. Uh, Europe obviously been hit a little harder than the US, and so they're definitely waiting for a lot of things to settle before they can, you know, get venues verified and insurance and all those other things. So uh, we'll find out, and we'll let you know as soon as we know. Okay, so this week I have the right hitter banner so <laughs> blog tweets and videos of the week and we got a, a lot of them a lot of them we have mentioned above so we'll skip through those so uh, yeah. i know a lot of people want to just go through the blog list so we have more together so in the show notes the first one is the adobe cold fusion updates so again the blog posts linking to the coldfusion.adobe.com site the portal there the next one you can find is uh, about our box life store launch Yep, so pretty excited about that. I wonder who's going to be the first one to be sporting uh, one of the Otis hoodies. Um, After that, we have Brad Wood's Undertow Options video for what's new in Command Box 5. And following that would be the uh, Command Box VS Code extension released. Yep. Okay, next on the list. This one got a lot of attention. Um, You can probably guess who it's from. Let's have a look. Yes, it's Ben Adele. So, <laughs> so this one, he's rediscovering his love of Cold Fusion and CFML in 2020. And as the picture says, what has two thumbs and loves Cold Fusion? This guy. <laughs> so it just, um, as he mentioned, he's never been shy about how much he enjoys Cold Fusion and, and sort of talks about, you know, when he started 20 years ago and sort of how things have evolved and now they've moved to Lucy and everything. But he does give a couple of disclaimers saying, He's not trying to say that Cold Fusion is better than your language. Yeah, he just wants to explain why he loves it. And then he also wants to say that, you know, this is, he's using, he's used Cold Fusion and Adobe Cold Fusion for a long time. And now he's moved to Lucy, but doesn't mean that one, one is better than the other or things are specifically unique to Lucy and not, you know, not applicable there. But he does talk about, you know, the best SQL ergonomics that he's ever seen with all the different languages. Um, and again, based on his ex- experience talking about SQL injection as a first class citizen, and just sort of some of the different things and reasons why he loves it. And a lot of people were, um, you know, <laughs> uh, just basically, you know, applauding him for all his help and effort and energy over the, the from the community and everything he's done and stuff. And there's people like Brad in the chat saying that CF is better and everybody should just be honest about it. So, but yeah, so it's a nice long blog post, um, a lot of good examples. And, you know, so if you want a hit list for the main reasons that 
people like Cold Fusion and why we should be using Cold Fusion. That's probably a good blog post for that. So, yeah, I, I really like looking at that. I it's it's nice to see uh, blog posts about just things we like <laughs> instead of I don't know. You know, CFML always gets yeah hit down by other other languages, even some of our own developers about <laughs> its problems. Which you know, every language has problems, but it's nice to see. You know, these are the good things. These are the things we like. This is what attracts us to the language. So Yeah. I mean, I, I remember when I first started way back when ASP Classic and PHP were on the scene. And, I mean, I was doing VB um, in, in college with Java, and we had to do an end-of-the-year project. And I picked Cold Fusion and had it done within half a day, and then nobody else had finished putting their buttons on the damn page, you know? <laughs> like, we built a whole healthcare <laughs> system, and it was it looked amazing compared to, like, the old Java. Like, they didn't have all the cool GUI kits and everything, and, and you know, using PHP and having to worry about the, the string concatenation in SQL and having to define your, your query, you know, like, your database connection everywhere. I mean, all the pain points were just gone and so right. yeah i can truly i mean i truly understand and yeah, yeah it's been a long time coming a lot of languages improved but sometimes i'm just like man that's really painful <laughs> in these other languages but like you said we we get used to what what we can here and you know i know before script got more compliant uh people complained about that because there's tags everywhere and now people complain that they see tags too much everyone's <laughs> got a reason to, to complain well, that Positive. Re reading through this is like he has so many things to read through and i found myself nodding at a lot of them and some of them i went yeah it's not my favorite but that's that's fine yeah. um as, as brad points out in the chat what's very interesting about this list is this is all uh like pure cfml this is what the engines give you that's not counting anything that you get from using a framework like Coldbox. Um, yeah. And when you're talking about connection strings and all that stuff uh, in other languages, yeah, like if you want to deal with the database in PHP, you probably already installed the framework because otherwise it's it's really hard. It's more difficult than you want it to be. <laughs> yeah. And this thing is I don't hear yeah. many people say, oh, I love PHP. They say, I love Laravel. You know, you don't hear Ruby developers, <laughs> you hear Rails developers. You know, so most people with other languages, they're loving it because of the frameworks. Mm. And so, I mean, a lot of people don't use frameworks in ColdFusion because they didn't need to, like say, until they reach that pain point. And then there's a lot of reasons people are using frameworks. But yeah, so, I mean, Ben's definitely a, you know, bare bones, especially in all of the examples, he likes to break it down. And and speaking of Ben breaking it down, he's even got a video on his next one talking about executing command line processes from a working director using Process Builder. Thanks, Brad. You got him diving into Process Builder now. Yeah. So Process Builder, if I'm remembering in my very limited usage, is uh, the Java API for running um, like things on the on the box, like executables, and as opposed to using uh, what is the built-in Cold Fusion one? I can't even remember the last time I used it. Someone help me. Nope. CF execute. There we go. Oh, okay. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, what so, is he talking about? Something else? No. Yeah. No. Yeah, so Process Builder is like what powers, I don't know if it actually powers CFXcute, but it's the Java equivalent and you can do a lot more with it. Yeah. And if you want to hear someone wax poetic on it, you can watch Ben's video or ask Brad anytime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the video is really neat. And so he's been doing a lot of these videos. Um, so if you want sort of a more descriptive version, I mean, his text is very descriptive. Uh, you know, he's very well spoken too, but the video was kind of neat just to sort of see it. He walked through it and explained it. And so definitely a good addition, but the blog post is definitely very full as well. So, um, yeah. So if you guys are doing a lot of stuff, um, and this actually ties into another blog post I'll mention here soon, but, um, yeah, doing stuff for CF execute process builders, you know, got some definite positives, some good pros there. Um, especially dealing with more than you know maybe timeouts and stuff like that so and as brad says it's one of the java apis that doesn't suck too bad <laughs> most of the newer java apis kind of fit in that yeah uh, one neat thing about this blog post that ben put in was he's using a lucy feature of array each to uh enclosures to do this work in parallel so he has, if you if you look in the blog post, he'll have a unit of work. It's an array. It has a bunch of closures. 
and then he all he has to do is map over them with a, a second argument of true, which means run in parallel. And all of a sudden, you don't have to do any you know CF thread work, wait for any of that. So. Thank you, Lucy, for an awesome feature. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I know that Luis has got inspired by all this uh, asynchronous stuff and uh, Coldbox 6. He's got a lot of cool things for that. Uh, he gave us a little sneak peek last week, and um, we're definitely pretty excited about yeah. some of that. And so this way, you won't have to worry about which version you're running. You'll be able to, the framework will handle covering it for you. And like you say, a lot of the Java APIs are pretty nice these days, and some of the, the built-in APIs for running asynchronous code is pretty awesome. So he's tapping into some of those there. So yeah. he'll be he'll be going through all of that at, into the box. I think he has a full session on it. So buy your ticket. Come see it. Yep. Okay. We also mentioned that CF Wheels 2.1 was released. So we have that blog post there for you too, if you want to read a little more. Uh, and the next one here, um, Zach Spitzer actually just points out at some documentation that he was updating, but how serialized JSON supports two additional query serialization formats for JSON now. And the cool thing is, is on the Lucy docs, which I'm going to show you here for those who are watching, um, you know, obviously some good detail here, but if you scroll down through the examples, they have the query formats example, so we can run the code. Let me just make this a little bit bigger here and run it. Um, but it shows you all the different formats. You can see how basically just passing that, the uh, you know, the serialized JSON and pass in the row or the column or the label, you know, for struct, you pass in the different types and it'll actually deserialize the query differently for you. So you can go through here. This is the struct version. This is the row version. This is the column version. So depending on how you want to iterate over the content, uh, maybe the row or column might be better. But that struct version just saves you, you know, taking the ugly CF query serialization and making it useful. So you get an array of structs back with the, the key and value. So, but these are new ones, column and row. I'd never heard of those before and neither had Zach. So <laughs> pretty cool. Moral of the story read the docs well he was writing the docs <laughs> and he still didn't know documentation driven development yep <laughs> okay we also had a, a video from matt clemente uh, about using multi-select inputs in command box custom commands so um there's some pretty cool features in command box that you know you may take for granted, but if you're building your own commands, it's pretty neat. And the multi-select is pretty, pretty cool too. So it allows you to work with like radio slash checkboxes and basically choose what you want to, to use. And it's the good thing is when you're building your own command, it's easily to, to tie into. Um, I'm pretty impressed when looking at command box and all the features that Brad's, you know, using. And obviously most of it's probably J line, so I shouldn't give Brad too much credit, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but the multi-select is pretty neat. So if you've ever done an installation from the command line, it says, which features do you want to install? And you go up and down and push space to select. And that's basically a multi-select and, and Matt shows you how to use them in this YouTube video. So, um, definitely want to check that out too and hopefully he's inspiring you guys to build some commands because um yeah it's it's pretty good and david bellinger just said matt's trying to catch up with ben for quality blog posts yep <laughs> it's it's good i mean there's a lot of good content you know every week i'm like oh there's not that much to talk about but we're not even halfway through the blog post this week so that's a lot right <laughs> i always thought the show would be like a 10 minute news show for like 10 hours maybe but Anyway, so as I mentioned earlier, um, the process builder might be good when using command line programs. And James Moberg has basically given a list of all the Windows command line programs that he's been using with Adobe Cold Fusion. Um, so the, the cool thing about this is there's basically a tool for anything and everything you could possibly think of. So maybe you're running Windows and uh, you're not wanting to drop down to the you know, Java level. There's a whole bunch of great command line tools. I mean, he's using 7-zip for zipping instead of the built-in zip, using blat for a uh, public domain, um, you know, for SMTP. There's bulk rename commands. Uh, obviously, most of us are pretty familiar with curl, um, but there's a lot of tools here. I mean, he's got a lot of tools. Um, 
fast copy, etc. So, um, if you guys are looking for um, you know, looking for some tools or or whatnot, definitely look through this list because some of them have some extra features that are just really stand out on on top. Um, and so, if you, yeah. you look through this list here, um, there's definitely a lot in here. Graphics Magic, what we've talked about quite a bit lately as well. So, um, yeah, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I think it's a great reminder, too, about using the right tool for the job. You know, that's a phrase that gets thrown out a lot. And uh, sometimes we forget that, you know, the command line is another tool that we can use even from our servers. Yep. So I, I know one that I've used extensively has been the um, WebKit to HTML for PDF. Oh, yep. WK to HTML PDF, something right like here. that. Yep. So, um, <laughs> so you know, there's there's great tools like that, and uh, the command line can be another place we look before reinventing the wheel. You know. Yep, and that process builder um, post of bins would definitely give you some more flexibility in how you run them instead of using CF Execute as well. So, um, but yeah. Thanks, James, for sharing that. I know that uh, him and Ben were talking on Twitter, and, and Ben's like, man, you use so many of these tools. You should make a list sometime. He says, okay, I will. And so he's got a, a list of Java ones uh, supporting Java libraries coming soon as well. So pretty excited awesome. about that. Um, Luis Mahano also blogged about that CBRM uh, 2.5 release, so we talked about that earlier. And this hey, one... If you want, if you're oh, on a sneak peek of... What uh, what this can look like with Coldbox Six? That blog post is the place to go. Yep, that's pretty exciting. I'm just excited. I had an idea, and then I didn't even have to implement it. Luis got inspired and came and did it for me. So, even better. But okay, we also had another blog post from Tony Junkies uh, implementing Rulebox in your Framework One application. So. This one's been coming for a little while. He was at Adobe Cold Fusion Summit in Vegas in 2019, and he watched Luis Mahano's talk on Rulebox. Uh, so if you guys haven't heard of Rulebox, basically it's um, a set of rules that you can run your code through. Instead of having crazy case statements and if statements or whatnot, it tries to make a, um, a more user-friendly, developer-friendly way to, to have your rules set up and created, and then you can sort of process your your logic through that and so what he's done is actually got it working in framework one so uh it wasn't an, an easy feat per se um but the blog post um goes through what you'll need um basically um it's, you know modeled after the given when then it's dynamic expressive etc um so he did talk about some command box dependencies you'll need um and then you know walks through it so I like how clear it is. Uh, it's a good process. And so, yeah, if you guys are looking at something, I'd definitely check out Rulebox. And I believe uh, Luis actually talked about this at um, Into the Box 2019 too. So if you buy those videos, you'll be able to see it in there. Um, right. But pretty yeah. cool. And Tony here, I don't, I don't know if he has this title in the Framework 1 community, but he often will, t will find some of these uh, cold box modules we have and put in the work in the blog post to making it work in framework one. So he's very, a very valuable community member there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if one day he releases a framework one patch that has a module system, you know, <laughs> <laughs> compatible with, with uh, Coldbox. Let's do it, Tony. Let's yeah. It. He keeps saying though, just use Coldbox <laughs> if you're going to do yeah, that's that. Fair. That's but, fair. Uh, but yeah, because they, they did talk about that. I know him and Sean and the you know the other major developers in Framework One talked about that. But they're like, if we keep adding everything to it, we're pretty much making Framework One into Coldbox. So, uh, <laughs> anyways, but yeah, Tony's Tony's good. Um, yeah, and he likes all these tools, and he still works with Framework One as well as some Coldbox stuff. So a lot of times he wants to use them in both. So he does the hard work to figure out how to get it working. And thank you for sharing that. We also have another video from Brad, um, the tuning web server max request. So we mentioned that earlier. And the next one we had from Ben Adele, which is another blog and video. Um, this time talking about exclusive named locks in Lucy. And he had a cool little demonstration here, which I, yeah. I'm going to try and show here on the screen share for those watching. Oh, there's Vicky, Vicky Ryder. Um, but so he has the video, which is really neat. And he also has some animated GIFs because everything needs animated GIFs these days. Um, 
but he basically shows some of the, the examples here. So we talked about using read fast, read slow, write fast, um, and then you see how the um, how the locks are affecting the code, and, and basically certain things are faster than others, and certain things block, etc. So the video went through quite a lot of detail, but I didn't even know there were so many different types of locks. Uh, I guess I don't use locks as much as I should, um, but it was pretty pretty good to walk through this. So. Yeah, locks are one of those things you don't really need a lot in your code, but when you need it, it's kind of confusing. So the, I, I too love the the diagrams, the animated gifs. Um, I also love that he said he decided to dive into this after while he was reading the uh, Learn Modern Modern CFML in 100 Minutes book, which was written by uh, Luis. Yep, it's a... it free to read online. Yeah, if you go to um... Is it? Well, I have to get the link here. I don't remember what if it is. If you go to ordersbooks.com, I think it's on there. Okay. Yep. Ordersbooks.com has all of our books there. I'm yes, pretty it, sure is. it is. Okay. Cool. Yep. So if you go to ordersbooks.com and type learn in the search, you'll see it right there. And um, we actually do give away some of those hard copy versions at the conferences. You can buy the hard copy, but it is free online, like Eric said. So definitely a, a cool resource. Um, but he said he was pretty fuzzy on it until uh, Luis made it pretty, you know, pretty easy. And he thinks he gets it now. So very cool. Uh, yeah, I like the video too. Definitely very helpful, as David said in the chat. Okay. We also have a, a blog post um, on the Adobe ColdFusion portal. This one is from David Byers, I believe. And so... Yes. A very important one for those who don't know, best practices for secure password storage in ColdFusion. And the first practice of secure password storage is never, ever, 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 ever store passwords in clear text. <clears throat> so I'm glad he made that bigger than the title on the page to make it clear. Um, but yeah, very good blog post. I know Brad's done quite a few um it talks about password entropy yeah. and you know it, it, and if you buy those old uh into the box videos you'll be able to watch one of those i believe yeah i think he's probably even done a couple free um he might have was that the one he did at cf summit i believe so yeah i need to check on that too so yeah um but that's yeah definitely a good blog post um yeah, and it, like you said, we got to let go of the idea of being able to access the user's password. You know, you shouldn't need that. You should just be able to reset it if they need to. Oh, um, man. You, Is, you know, isn't that the scariest thing when you go to a service and you're like, hey, I forgot my password, and they email you your password, and you're like, yeah. oh, oh. Yeah. I actually also feel the same way whenever I... Uh, try to go reset my password, and they say, this is not different from your last 10. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make me feel as safe anymore. <laughs> yeah. I know some of the, I still feel a little funny when they say this password is too long. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that one, someone needs to update their database. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, when it's too long and it's six characters or 12 characters or something <laughs> like, um, you should be doing something to this. that makes it much longer than that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So Brad did confirm he did give that at CF summit. Okay, so the next one was an uh, interesting one from Pete Freytag. And for those of you that are using something like Netlify, um, he ran into this Acme client error valid not acceptable for finalization. And so basically he was um, he has a few static sites that are hosting using Netlify. Um, and he got an email about the, the content security policy header reference. Um, but he gives this pretty interesting error here. And so, you know, he just said he'd never seen that when he's been working with Let's Encrypt, et cetera. Um, but it seemed to work itself out after a while. But just, just you know, if you do see this, this blog post has a little information on it. And as usual, thanks for sharing that, Pete. Security-related stuff is his game. And, yeah. Pretty interesting. I guess they all expired on April 23, 2020. So it's coming up pretty soon here. So hmm. interesting. Okay. So James Moberg also had a Cold Fusion Query Query um, blog post he talked about as well, um, mentioning 
are they reserve words really or that's just a bug so this was interesting i know when he was messing with this he was playing with cf fiddle and try cf and i guess cf fiddle locks down the use of cf query in some use cases so he had a bit of an issue but i guess he uh had a first and last column in this excel spreadsheet that he uploaded and so um you know, people basically got an error saying you know incorrect column name or, or whatnot um and so basically worked through this and they aren't reserved in ms sql but he's wondering if it's basically a you know a bug or something in adobe cold fusion so he did use pete freitag's oh sql reserve words check i didn't even know pete had that tool that's cool um and so it's pretty interesting. So he's got some workarounds to, to sort of go through it, maybe uh, rename some of the fields, etc. cetera. Uh, and then Zach also talked about using brackets, but I guess that um, created a new Lucy bug that Zach reported too, that certain brackets will break inside of uh, Lucy, depending <laughs> on what you're doing. So moral uh, of the story, maybe. don't use query queries. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this just reminds me of, of Gert's presentation. I think it was the first... Uh, CF objective I went to. Was it dev objective that year? I think it was dev objective that year. And he just pointed out that query of queries is basically Lucy re-implementing a database server in Lucy. And it was slow and it would never be as good. <laughs> yeah, didn't they so. say that now it's they try and do that internally, but if it's if it's a really big file, then they almost spin up their own like H two or something in behind the scenes to to run. Like, there's like some point where if it's big enough, they'll actually spin up a real database server and do stuff. And so, um, depending on big true. big data, you get different results in small data just because you're actually using an engine. I think that Brad talked about it at some point. I think we mentioned on the podcast before, but in some ways that sounds even scarier because now you'll get yep. different results depending on which one you do. Yeah, exactly. So. But I mean, uh, the good thing about that blog post of James is it does have demos for uh, Cold mm -hmm. Fusion 10, 11, 2016, 2018, Raylo, and Lucy. And the f it doesn't work in any of the Adobe versions. It works in Raylo and Lucy. So, yeah, maybe they've got some, you know, some special keyword issue there. So, thanks, James, for sharing that. Okay. Um, P Freitag also has a bash loop to wait for your server to start. Um, so I guess he had a client working on Fixinator um, to start up the Fixinator enterprise scanning server in a drum with their CI pipeline. Um, the CI script needs to wait a little bit for it to start up so we can actually use it or whatever. So we came up with a, a bash script and let me share my screen so you can see it. So it's got a nice little bash script here. Um, so make sure it waits for the server to start and everything um basically he said if you're using the script for a different purpose you want to change the doc compose up um to a, another command to start your server um the interesting thing is too make sure you have everything you need installed here because curl is obviously installed on like a mac and linux os's and everything but docker containers these days they strip them out to try and make them as lean and mean as possible so a lot of things that you've never thought about installing before can be missing if you're using docker containers so just something to be aware of there but it's a cool little script and thanks again for sharing pete uh, we've talked about the next two a bit. Uh, first one is the uh, post about the quick version three alpha being released. Again, if you want to get a quick overview of breaking changes or headline features, that's the place to go to. Put that in show notes. And the second one is another command box five, what's new in command box five video. This one on Lucy extension management. Cool, cool. And then we have that, a blog post that talks about the announcement of the Adobe Cold Fusion Developer Week 2020. And as it says, Alicia wrote, we're just as disappointed as you about the recent cancellation of Adobe's Cold Fusion Summit East in Washington, D.C. So we decided to pivot the event into a free online developer week. So they're bringing all the same content and presentations live. And as we mentioned, it's May 18th through 22nd. So uh, they want you to join them from the comfort of your own home to, you know, spend some time in the development community and learn what's new in Cold Fusion. So pretty cool. 
Okay, so that wraps up our blog post. Whew, there's a lot of them. You guys are keeping busy. <laughs> so let's talk about finding a job. Unfortunately, jobs are big in the news these days. Uh, a lot of people hitting the unemployment lines, but uh, we've got a few options for you here. So getcfmlejobs.com has 22 job op- openings right now from 19 companies across 16 locations in five countries. We have five new ones this week. So... We have uh, one full-time CoVision developer in Bengaluru, Karnataka, India. Um, that was posted just April 9th. And we have a, a CoVision software developer in Albany, New York, as well as a CoVision software engineer in Washington, D.C. And then it looks like we've got um, a remote position, which I'm assuming a lot of these are probably remote for the short term, at least. A senior right. CoVision developer at a remote company, that was posted on the 7th. And then we got one in Kansas City. Brad, are you going to take a job over there in Kansas? Uh, so looking for a full-time Fusion developer in Kansas as well. So, yeah. And thanks, uh, Daniel Fredericks in the chat mentioned the CFML Slack also has a jobs channel that you can go to if you're looking for work right now. Yeah, um, very cool. So- and then on Twitter, too, some of the people, I know Nolan said he had someone that was looking for a couple of, um, you know, solid developers and everything. And um, speaking about the whole job thing, too, um, the SAC Interactive, Sacramento Interactive, the the group that Nolan um, is part of in Sacramento is having an online Zoom meetup for their uh, their user group this, this month. And they're actually going to be talking to someone about writing resumes. Um, so Nolan got a lot of people send them their resumes and he was um, unimpressed by the way people spout Cold Fusion five different ways and none of them write. <laughs> not quite um but yeah so he was just saying a lot of the a lot of the resumes didn't even make it to the hiring you know the person in charge of hiring because you know grammar and other things and so they're actually running a little workshop on how to get your resume up to speed and uh and stuff so they're doing a zoom mini on that so uh, i will try and find that tweet so i can add that link to the show notes as well but um thanks daniel for letting us know about the the jobs channel on Slack, I forget that's there sometimes. There's a lot of channels in our Slack channel. There's, what, 3,500 people in there? A lot of great <laughs> things. So um, definitely check that out too. And then if anyone has a job opening, let us know and we'll put it on the show as well. Okay. So Forgebox Module of the Week. So this one is one that we actually announced last week. So we're going to um, talk about the Coldbox Cross-Site Request Forgery um, version 2.0.1. So Luis just released this um, last week. And so for those of you aren't too aware, you want to give them a quick rundown on what re- cross-site request forgery is yeah. and what this is about? So this is one of those like uh, OWASP vulnerabilities. If you Google OWASP, you'll get a whole list and a bunch of Wikipedia articles on it. So cross-site ref- request forgery is a, is the ability of a malicious site to post a form to your site, and if you're not guarding for it, they're using your logged in credentials. So, for instance, if you're logged into a, if it uh, logged into your bank and your bank hasn't had this um, this protection in place, somebody could post a form to that. It would use your current session because it, you're logged in in your browser, and they could do bad stuff. Um, the cross-site request forgery token, or CSRF token, is uh, one of the ways to work around that. It in, it puts a expiring token into your form that needs to be submitted with it and verifies it on the server. So uh, the CSRF module here does a lot to make that easy and, in many cases, automatic. Yeah, it's very cool. I know that you you had a... Uh, a CSI yeah, uh, module uh, that has been out there for a while too. Right. So, I think uh, Luis kind of rolled in. I, I had an interceptor that would check any non Git request to make sure there was a token because I forgot them all the time. <laughs> um, and so it looks like he rolled this in here. There's an auto verifier setting that does the same kind of thing. So, yeah, it's pretty neat. And so, 
yeah, the cool thing is that it does token rotation. And if you're working with like, um, CB auth, and this is part of CB security's newest release too, but, um, you know, a lot of tie-ins to those other modules too. So when you log in or log out to, um, using CB auth, then it automatically rotates your tokens and stuff like that too. There's a lot of cool little features in here. There's a lot of things, um, to try and make it easier for you. So, uh, a lot of features. One, one neat thing he has in here, uh, for cold box apps too, is, uh, there is an endpoint you can turn on that will generate tokens for your API requests if you need that. Because um, yep. API requests can have the same cross-site request forgery issues if you're using you know, any sort of traditional uh, cookie or session-based authentication. Yeah, and obviously you're not hitting the servers for ColdFusion to generate new ones all the time, so you'll need to have an endpoint to generate some. So pretty neat. Yeah, so that's a good module. Again, it's been updated. It's part of the CP security suite. Um, and we had the, the blog post on that, I believe, last week. So find out more about it um, on forgebox.io. And it's CBCSRF. So cold box cross-site request forgery. So definitely should check that one out. Okay. And then next we have our vs code hint tip and trick of the week and so this one here is actually uh, a markdown editor called markdown all-in-one so uh, markdown these days a lot of people are using it for a lot of things and so this one here i won't try and pronounce well i guess i can zhu yang uh, has almost one point well, he has 1.3 million installs of this, and he's got five stars with over 76 reviews. But um, it's basically markdown support for your VS Code editor. So there's uh, quite a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, you know, simple little things, you know, keyboard shortcuts for bold, italics, span, strike through, headings. They're all easily available. You can do table of contents real easily there, and there's even comments to be able to omit stuff from the, the table of contents if you'd like to. Um, this makes it easy for editing lists. You can also print your markdown to HTML with some commands there so it can actually convert it for you. Um, there's some cool GitHub flavored markdowns like the table formatter. So you can actually do some of that as well. It's pretty nice uh, little built in things. If you want to do math in markdown, you can do that too, but why would you? Um, <laughs> as well as like auto completions and everything for you know images and files, etc. Uh, referencing links and there's some other cool stuff and obviously it's got the little commands as well so you can run all that pretty easily but yeah it's a nice little uh nice little markdown tool and the markdown support in vs code by itself isn't bad at all um you know you can definitely um definitely do that so um, there's a lot of good tools out there for it but this one uh this one showed up on my radar and i had to install it so definitely definitely worth playing with so I feel like we all do some sort of markdown. I mean, all of the order stocks are in markdown. So even just not having to Google how to make a link, you know, or an image. Image is the one that gets me. So. Yep. Pretty cool. Okay. So if you guys got a better markdown editor, let us know. So I think Luis tried to share one, but he's not a moderator. <laughs> so he couldn't post his link. So we didn't see it. Sorry, Luis. But uh, he had one that <laughs> said that it exports to PDF, HTML, uh, PNG, JPEG, and more. So we'll have to make Luis a moderator on the channel. So uh, we can I don't, post I don't know. I kind of love the idea that Luis, you know, the patron saint of Ordis, is uh, not a moderator in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So last on our list, uh, we, <laughs> we got to our Patreon supporters. So, uh, again, thanks to all our Patreon supporters. We're at 43% of our goal to try and get, um, the podcast all fully funded. Um, so right now, uh, we have a good selection of Patreon supporters and our newest supporter is Brett Deline. So, um, Brett, um, Thank you very much for becoming our latest Patreon supporter. And if you want to become a Patreon supporter or learn more about it, you can go to patreon.com slash order solutions. But 
as I said, our goal is to try and fund this podcast, uh, our, our conferences podcast, as well as our soapbox podcast, uh, and then our goal for that. And then after that, the funds go to our other open source projects like Commandbox, Forgebox, all our open source documentation, uh, and everything there. So we really do appreciate it. Uh, thanks for your support. Yeah. And so should I should I attempt the names now, Gavin? Go for it. I think it's I think it's finally my week on this. Here we go. Thank you to Ben Nadal, Brett Deline, Dali, Dan Card, Daniel Garcia, David Bellinger, DJ Lesnicki, Don Bellamy, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Jan Yannick, Jeremy Adams, Jordan Clark, Joseph Lamery, Kai Koenig, Laxma Titrahadi. Matthew Clemente, Mingo Hagen, Ryan Hughes, Scott Steinbeck, Sean Odin, Stephen Klotz, Synaptrix, and Yogesh Mathur. Thank you all for your support. Yep, and if you guys want, um, we try and keep our list up to date on the autosolutions.com slash about-us slash sponsors page, and we have a couple of special sponsors there too. We give a little more limelight too for the bigger packages and and patreon.com we have all the different packages available um some of them very small some of them a little larger too with extra perks and benefits so definitely go check those out um you know we do appreciate it but we want to make sure that you guys uh get some good perks and last week we announced that you guys are actually getting a discount on into the box tickets so you should have got an email um so you can get the discount there uh and if you guys um, looking to get into the box ticket and you didn't get the email and you are a Patreon supporter, please let us know and we'll get you that discount code so you can save right there. So, well, busy week, lots of news, but uh, a good one. Some good news for a change, right? That's right. Thank you all for uh, contributing to the community with codes, blog posts, tweets, all of that. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Yep. Have a good one. Bye, everybody. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.